What's happening, weirdos? We got a great one. This one's one of my favorite of all time. I loved it. It's and it gets it. better through like the further you into it you go. Interesting. I thought the first half was quite strong. Well, I'm sure you did because that was just primarily you talking. Okay, we made a weird number one oh three. Nights. Nights. Yeah, it's nine twenty-three. We just finished. So this is We Made a Weird Nights, episode two, but in general, one oh three. Thanks for listening. I'm about to go on tour. Keep an eye out for tickets. They will be on PeteHolmes.com. I'm sort of frustrated that they're not yet, but we don't have all the links, blah, blah, blah. But as soon as uh, the dates are live, I'll put them on PeteHolmes.com. In the meantime, uh, you know, just know that I'll be going around. Mm-hmm. Seattle, Portland, North Carolina, uh, just- New Jersey, Boston, Toronto. San Francisco. San Francisco. Seattle? I said Seattle. Uh, So some some doing some stand-up. Hope to see you out. It's going to be great. I'm really excited about this hour. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, there's that. And then Largo once a month. We just did it last night. Thanks to everybody that came out. Uh, We do it every month. November 3rd, I think, is the the one in November. There's one October, mid-October, like around the 14th or something. And then November 3rd is going to be for Homeboy Industries, which is going to be great. Just for all of them, go to Largo-LA.com. Really, really big guests coming up, coming up strong. Um, And if you like the show, try a Pete's Pick. Katie, roll those ads. We'll be back and we'll start the show in two minutes. Living Libations. Living Libations is an incredible skin, hair, teeth, everything, body, skin care, natural organic, beautiful, healthy, and real. I realized years ago, I was very mindful about what I was putting in my body, but I wasn't being very careful about what I was putting on my body. I was buying shaving creams and face washes that I thought were fancy because they had like French names or they maybe they were expensive. But of course, these companies don't care about us. These, these products are filled with toxicity levels that were never intended for human consumption. And what you put on your skin gets into your body and can lead to all sorts of problems. So obviously, I want to eat food where I recognize the ingredients, but I also want my skin care to be the same. I want my toothpaste to be the same. I want my face wash to be the same. So we are top to tails. This whole house is a living libations household. And I reached out to them and I'm so glad that we're working together, but we absolutely love them. First and foremost, every morning before Leela goes to school, preschool, we are slathering her in sunscreen. So many sunscreens out there, you go on Amazon or whatever, claim to be natural, but they're just not. If you want a real, legit, long-lasting, great-acting sunblock, zinc-based sunblock, uh, we get their Love the Sun sunscreen. Uh, It is incredible at Living Libations. I also, I just happen to have just shaved. My shaving ritual is their Ginger Exfoliating Scrub. Then I use their Zen Shave Lotion, and after a shaving lotion that is so natural and moisturizing, you can actually use a dab of it as your aftershave. Try doing that with some anonymous blue-green goo you get from a pressurized can. At night, I use their Best Skin Ever Moisturizer. Smells great, feels great, keeps your skin looking great. Both Val and I use that before bed. 
But this is a great way to support the show. If you like the show, they have small products, they have big, big products. You can do a complete medicine cabinet overhaul, or you can just try something small. It makes a difference, it supports the show, and it's good for your body and your needs. I'm going to talk about your needs. It's good for your needs. Whatever you need, uh, face, body, eyes, teeth, even baby care, Living Libations has a premium, natural, and wonderful product to replace the random chemical nightmare you get at 7-Eleven. So go to livinglibations.com and use promo code WEIRDBOTANICALS. That's capital W and capital B. Weird Botanicals, one word. That'll get you 15% off do your body a favor, and do the show a favor. It means a lot to have your support. LivingLibations.com, promo code WEIRDBOTANICALS. Check it out. Also, you might notice this. What is this? This is my Apollo Neuro. This is probably the product that I tell people about in my everyday life more than any other. Uh, up there with certainly Magic Mind. These, these are the ones that are the ABCs of my life. And Apollo has absolutely changed my life, has changed Valerie's life. What is it? It is a wearable piece of tech that uses subtle vibrations that give your body the sensation of being held. It's like a wearable hug for your nervous system that uses touch therapy to help you feel safe and in control. I wear mine on the wrist. Val wears hers on her ankle. I can actually feel it. Maybe you can hear it vibrating. Maybe you can't. It's very subtle. Val wears it on their an on her ankle. You can also clip it to your belt is a new thing they have. And it uses these soothing vibrations to train your nervous system to recover and rebalance after stress. It's like finding the, uh, the fuse box to your nervous system. They have an energy and wake up setting that you really feel that gets your heart pumping perfect if you're trying to get motivated or to work out or if you're in a boring meeting you put it on energy and wake up it's like espresso that you're wearing but it doesn't get you all jacked and jolty social and open uh, clear and focused is what I use it on most days when I'm doing this podcast or when I'm writing actually helps counter some symptoms of ADD some real exciting data coming out for that as well I currently have it on rebuild and recover because I just exercised and it is using this, uh, this technology to help my body recover and come back to baseline meditation and mindfulness is incredible i always say if it just helped you meditate more deeply it would be worth it but it absolutely got me deeper in my meditation practice than anything else deeper than i've been in years relax and unwind is what i put it on when i'm watching tv at night it helps me get ready tells my body that i am getting ready to go to sleep and sleep and renew which is incredible because now that i'm older sometimes i get up to go to the bathroom in the night I get back in bed, push these two buttons, it reruns the program and lulls me back to sleep. I sort of explain it to people how like tapping on your body and then slowing that tap down and then slowing that tap down just kind of hypnotizes you and helps you ease and de-stress. That is a very inaccurate but sort of parable style explanation of Apollo Neuro. I always tell people that it is not uh, woo-woo. It was developed by a neuroscientist and board-certified psychiatrist who have been studying the impacts of chronic stress in the human body for over for nearly 15 years. And Apollo's effects on stress, sleep, cognitive performance, and recovery have been proven in multiple clinical trials and real-world studies. So this is not a crystal. You know I like that sort of stuff. I like getting, you know, new agier or weird. That's what the show is about weird stuff. This is not that. This is science. And it absolutely has made a huge difference in my life. We've got them for friends. We've got them for young friends, really young friends that are dealing with stress. Absolutely wish I knew about it years ago. 
has made my life that much better. And you can get 10% off and show your support of the podcast and give it a try by going to Apollo Neuro. That's A-P-O-L-L-O-N-E-U-R-O.com slash weird. Get 10% off and show your support of the show. That's ApolloNeuro.com slash weird for 10% off and get into it. Last but not least, guys, is our friends at Ritual. I have it right here. This is my Ritual Symbiotic Plus. This is my prebiotic, my probiotic, and my postbiotic all in one. You guys know, if you listen to the show, I'm all about that gut health. I think so many problems can be traced back to the breeding ground of the bacteria that makes us basically who we are. That's essentially like a second brain. And so many of us, especially in America, we're not supporting our gut health. And not only does Ritual make my favorite multivitamin that I take every morning, which I love, they now make Symbiotic Plus. Let me ask you, does your probiotic contain clinically studied strains? Meet one that does. Ritual Symbiotic Plus contains two of the world's most studied strains with over 350 publications of human clinical trials. So what makes the components so clearly rich? Ritual? They're science-backed and research-stacked, especially when stacked up against the leading direct-to-consumer and top-selling probiotics on the market. These guys are all about transparency and letting you know what is what. It's more than a probiotic. Three in one with clinically studied prebiotics, which is what probiotics basically need prebiotics to eat. It's what helps them survive. And postbiotics to support a balanced gut microbiome. It's single nested in a minty capsule. Here, I'll show it to the YouTube friends. See, it's like this. You don't you don't have to taste anything. In fact, the, what you do taste it smells great. Is mint. It gives you like a lovely minty aftertaste but you're getting all of this goodness in one daily capsule for simple streamlined gut support. And it is designed to thrive. That means it's a delayed release capsule designed to reach the colon, not the stomach. You don't want these things breaking down in your stomach. You want a delayed release so they can thrive in your colon, which is the ideal place for probiotics to survive and grow. And the best part is you don't have to refrigerate them. You just keep them in your cupboard designed with moisture-controlled bottle technology to protect the probiotic strains. So Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. There's no more shame in your gut game. That's why Ritual is offering weirdos 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com weird to start Ritual. Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash weird for 10% off for the first three months and show your support of the show and show your support of your body and your microbiome and your second brain, your gut brain. Get into it. All right, everybody. Hope to see you at a live date. Let's get into We Made It Weird at number 103. Nights. Get into it. Nights. Oh, wait. The intro, you say what's happening, where this is the episode. You pointed at me and I froze. I didn't know what I was supposed to say. I didn't know what I was supposed to do. Ooh, what's boy. happening? I, oh, welcome to Baywatch Nights. Oh, yes. This is the second, this is the mother, this is the motherfucking second edition of We, we Made It, it Weird Nights. It is current, oh, it's 8, 8.13 Eight thirteen PM. Uh, my um, my adaptive desktop. <laughs> the photo of whatever island this is. It, it's an evening photo now. Oh, yeah, isn't that fun? Is it the same photo but during the day? Yeah, 
That's really cool. Talking about my laptop uh, wallpaper for those of you that aren't watching the video. I'm just kidding. There's no video. <laughs> the last. Uh, no video. I, if there was a video of this, you would see how. Disheveled. We're very disheveled. I took a picture of Leela. So I picked Leela and I up and we went to the park and we had an ice cream cone. I picked Leela and I up. <laughs> well, yeah, there was like a third entity, yeah. which was my highest function. Mm-hmm. And it picked both of us up mm-hmm. and we ate an ice cream and I took a picture of us. I was like, oh, this is like such a precious memory. She wanted um, strawberry. Am I saying that right? Strawberries, uh, ice cream and chocolate chip. Oh, uh, like very cool. Yeah. Like that's basically like chocolate covered strawberries. So she's like a classy lady. I love that. I was ready for you to be like, that's kind of gross. Cause it sort of was like, well, I sort of yeah. fought through the strawberry. No offense to my strawberry lovers out there. Neapolitan. Mm-hmm. Get it. Get mm-hmm. it. Get it. Napoleon. <laughs> Is it Napoleon or Neapolitan? <laughs> oh my God. Did I ever tell you? I probably did. But the story, great name, great Gordon college name, mm-hmm. Amy Aldrich. Oh, yeah. Great name. Perfect name. Mark Fillion is also in this story. Amazing. And Amy Aldrich told a story. I love this story. This just, this just brings me back to what it felt like going to a Christian college. Mm. And I mean that in the best possible way. I know sometimes I can turn my nose up at it mm-hmm. or make fun of it. This is like a really sweet Christian college moment. We were sitting around and Amy Aldrich was talking about the summer that Amy Aldrich. I know. Sorry, I'm just just not done with it. (laughs) The number of scripts that I've written where I just put the name Amy Aldrich in. It's too perfect. As like a placeholder. Also. And if I sell it, mm -hmm. I will email Amy Aldrich and be like, can I use your name? (laughs) I know this wasn't. And Fillion too. I know this wasn't Gordon College, but I do think that for high school to have the and this is your, your, your high school to have the popular girl be named Emily Bravo always and the cool kid to be named Matt Murano. Is this? Yes. What are you saying? That is like, that feels made up. Like you're getting too, there's too many good names I in your so past stories that now I'm wondering if you're you, like a dirty John. <laughs> yeah. Like a long con. Like yeah. you notice my scrubs are always a little dirty at the cuff. Like why are you wearing dirty scrubs? <laughs> And that's when you realize I'm a murderer. Like the first nine years of our marriage were idyllic, perfect. Look, I'm but gonna... then I started noticing his scrubs were a little weird. Buddy, buddy, <laughs> can I say something? Okay, I'm going to put a pin in the ice cream story. Okay, because this is nights. This is nights. Normally, would be going like three x this speed. Yeah, but I'm just calmly saying, mm-hmm. taking Amy Aldrich. I'm taking Mark Fillion. I'm taking the summer she worked at an ice cream shop and I'm holding that. It looks like a bath bomb. Yeah. It's like a blue ball of a bath bomb story. But it's bubblegum ice cream and that shit's going to melt. So hurry up. <laughs> Very good. But I reject your urgency. <laughs> I'm going to put that on the ta- I'm going to table it. And I'm going to say, isn't, so for those of you that didn't listen to Dirty John, it's a great podcast. If you're ever like doing a road trip and you just want something that like, that you binge mm-hmm. like if this podcast isn't long enough for you and you want like 12 hours of kind of edge of your seat content yeah dirty john mm-hmm. but here's what's interesting about dirty john and all con artist stories when you look back there's always something that you're like 
You know, his ID did say Phil Dennis. I know. And it really speaks to a very uniquely human phenomenon Hmm. that I certainly have, which is we want to believe. Yeah. You want to believe. Like, I don't remember the details of Dirty John, and it's a terrible story, and my heart goes out to everybody that was hurt by that person. Yeah. But the, 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 thanks for yawning into my (laughs) nights. Uh, while I'm trying to be in my most engaging self. <laughs> I didn't, I leaned butter. back. I yeah, leaned these are back. good quality blue, blue well, microphones. I'm sorry, next time show. I will get up and go in the other room. To 100% <laughs> JK, I really hope you don't feel legit attacked right now. I sure don't. Okay, but I do. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. This is a trap. I hope you don't feel demeaned. <laughs> I don't. Well, I do. You just, you just brought it. That's something my mom would do oh my god I hope yes. you don't feel humiliated and i'm like no well i do that it's is like, exactly what, what? what your mom would you do walk in and there's just a bucket filled with raw eggs <laughs> perched on the door and it just dumps on your head oh what? that's the feeling of home i'm just kidding uh the the need to believe dirty john is a doctor like like a lot of these con stories and the, for those that don't know Dirty John, there's like always like a really wonderful woman mm-hmm. who's getting a little bit older, mm-hmm. single, can't figure that out. And you're listening and you're like, I don't understand it either. She sounds like a delight and she's successful. She's got a great family mm-hmm. and uh, can't find the one. And then in comes someone who's a little too good to be true. Mm-hmm. By the way, th- there's a, there's a similarity between con artist setups and ghost setups have i told you my what do you mean ghost story setups like modern ghost stories like don't be scared i'm scared already i take my face off oh my god oh my god just look at my muscles look at my muscles oh my god this isn't scary and why is it scary this is what you are I'm showing you what you are. <laughs> what do you mean? What is the situation here? He's I don't a have ghost a face. That's... No, I don't. I took oh, my face okay. off. And I'm like, why are you scared? This is what you but look what's like. What's the muscles? Oh, like he my, just... my tendons. <laughs> like I took my skin off. Oh, okay. Why are you freaking out? Thought, I'm you. I thought he was just like a Joe Rogan kind of ghost, like an MMA. Like he still is vain. He's like, but look at my muscles. Cause, oh, because he's in a human body. Joe Rogan, the ghost. Yeah. Like in 50 years, <laughs> let's say, let's be real, real. Like if all the longevity stuff works in 150 years, Joe Rogan <laughs> and all of us will be dead. Mm-hmm. And there's a chance that Joe Rogan will haunt someone yeah. and you'll hear like, look at my neck. What? 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 <laughs> Who is that? Yeah. Eat buffalo. <laughs> yeah. So many, there's too much overlap. <laughs> Eat buffalo. <laughs> Doesn't, isn't that a thing? Shoot your own elk. <laughs> what? It's like instead of it going, get out. It's like, yeah. use a bow and arrow to kill your dinner. Joe? <laughs> this guy can't stop telling us how to live. I mean, mm. helpful tips. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I have this like, I guess because I know him a little bit. I'm like, don't tease. And yeah. because once you get that big, it's really fun and easy to, and to, to tease. And Lord knows I have too. Anyway. 
If you watch shows like A Haunting, which mm-hmm. I do not recommend, and don't be scared. I'm, but you, you keep saying that, but that's not going to make me Look not scared. Look at my neck. <laughs> Shoot your own dinner. What I mean is by don't be scared, go ahead and be scared if you want to be scared. Like, mm-hmm. feel it in your butthole. <laughs> but, like, what I'm telling you is what I'm about to tell you is not scary. Okay. It's like metadata for ghost stories. It's not a ghost story. It's like data. It's like... It's like, this is what happens when ghosts appear. They appear this way. And I'm like, "Mm -hmm, yeah, I'm not scared. Have you tried nootropics? (laughs) Joe? There were cities in the Amazon. Joe? Uh, By the way, there may have been. Okay. Do you um, know that when I listen to your podcast on occasion. This podcast? (laughs) This, not the one that's us, but your interview. And you ask people to tell a ghost story and they're like, yeah, I have a good one. You skip it? I skip a hundred percent. I know, I know slight details from, of different ones. Yeah. Cause you're 15 ahead. So you're like, when I was a kid. Yeah. Then she opened the, like (laughs) throwing pennies. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And it wasn't blood, but I found my sister. And she started screaming. That's it. Yeah. Yep. 100%. That was a fun bit for me to do. And you did a great job. I want to thank you. And I want to thank, what is the Academy? <laughs> like what? Is, I'm in show business. What is the Academy? What is the Academy? What is the, there is no Academy. Like Kumail, I think is in the Academy. Yeah. It's not a thing. So when Denzel Washington wins an Oscar, he's thanking Kumail. But like also. One 300th Kumail. Like there's. Kumail and 300 people. It's made up. It's I always thought thing. that the Academy like was the ones that voted on the Oscars, but we could technically vote or you could technically vote on the Oscars and you're not in the Academy. Can't you? No, you have to be in the Academy to vote on the Oscars. Oh. I can vote on like... Golden sorry, Globes. Don't say it like that. I love Golden don't Globes. Don't say it like that. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. I, you know, you know what, Val... We're all gonna die. Who cares? <laughs> like, go ahead and We're make fun of the Golden Globes. Very if you want to. muscly. Are we here to live in fear? Uh, I Let's know. tease rogies. Yes. Let's make fun of the Golden Globes. And I wasn't even making fun of the Golden no, Globes. No, I know, but I was like, easy. I don't know why. Yeah, you're touchy. I'm not touchy. I'm Polly Shore. <laughs> I met Polly Shore this week. You did? You yeah. didn't tell me that. When do we talk, Val? Never. This is when we talk. I know. And they we're wasting it on like whatever this is. <laughs> Well, <laughs> all I can make is the podcast I would listen to. <laughs> if I'm in the car, I'm driving through North Dakota. I'm wondering about Whoa, that Amy Aldridge story. I'm wondering about ghost metadata. Yeah. That won't be frightening. Yeah. And I'd like to know about when Pete met Polly Shore. I, I want those things too. So why the tease, my squeeze? Uh, <laughs> I guess because I... <laughs> can we quote Chris? He, our friend Chris said, oh people God. are peepholes. You can only get a glimpse. <laughs> Isn't that so the good. fucking greatest? He also, I guess this it was... It was a, so good. So good. Shout out to Chris and his band... No, they're not a band anymore. Yeah, but the, I just want to pr- plug them. I'm pretty sure they're a band. Well, I also can't remember. What it's some called. company of thieves. Yeah, that's what, what it's it called. is. Anyway. Um, okay. Can't plug them because the band's over. The catalog still exists. I guess. People but, are people. But I'm not sure that the money even goes to them. You can only like get a glimpse. industry thing. Um, yeah, right, let's get through those things art. because <laughs> I want to talk about Leela's put down. So too, that's what you're feeling. This is Baywatch Nights, man. This is Baywatch Nights. I hear you. 
I'm steering the Zamboni and the ice is shiny. (laughs) (laughs) Who says that? (laughs) Who says people are peoples, our favorite people. And I say I'm steering the Zamboni. Okay, real quick. Uh, Con artist stories and ghost stories have similar setups. And they're usually something's wrong in a in a broken family there's no judgment here yeah please so if you're in a broken family that's a that's a condescending term yeah i just mean a term uh, a family that isn't together or or is trying to redevelop itself Mm -hmm. is a vulnerable potentially a vulnerable place Uh where you're like looking for a partner but you have like a 13 year old son Mm -hmm. who's you know wearing black lipstick and listening to marilyn manson because he's mad that you got divorced or whatever these are all cliches but i'm saying whenever i watch a haunting it's always that it's like there was an alcoholic dad Mm. he left Mm. now it's mom and the and the traumatized son haunting every time haunting i know fucking weird uh, also similar, if it's not a ghost, it's some guy, <laughs> I'm sorry to the victims because it's fucked up oh, like of con, con artists, but like wearing scrubs that he just found. <laughs> and he's like, I'm pretty sure I can just wear these. Uh, I'm a nurse. Tell people I'm a doctor. Yeah. Not even a nurse. Yeah. Nurse would be good. You, I'm not saying anybody can become a nurse, but like he's going for that, like, I'm the I'm the shit, yeah. dude. I'm a fucking surgeon, <laughs> and really, he's a guy in scrubs. <laughs> you can buy those, yeah, and he doesn't even buy new ones. One of the ways they <laughs> find Dirty John is they notice his scrubs are dirty. Really, Dirty John. That's not and why that's they, not call, why him they Dirty call him John. that. But he was dirty. Whoa, and that, that, that's what I mean. Is like. It's like looking back on anything in your life, a bad relationship where you're like, yeah, they weren't that into me or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's, you want the relationship to work. So you look the other way on certain things you mm-hmm. want, you want to like your college, you want to like your job, you want to mm-hmm. like your family. Mm-hmm. So you turn a blind eye knowing that we're constantly deleting at the end of the day, how many terabytes are we just flushing down the fucking toilet? I know. A billion terabytes? So somebody's <laughs> like, that's actually a gigabyte. <laughs> like, all right. Oh, yeah. Charles. Like, isn't there like a, um, there's one that starts with the K that, that's like a unit of measurement that Kilobyte? I. Kilobyte? No, I wish. It was like, it's more like carrot. <laughs> but carrot it's not, bite? but it's not carrot like gold. And I feel like it's a, what all the nerds in high school were like, it's actually a, oh, somebody knows it. But I, I know don't. we need to get to your thing, but I have to tell you another great name David Lyle. Ugh. David Lyle. Yeah. Great. Great. David Lyle, he was on my little league team. And we both were sort of nerdy. David Lyle was more computer nerdy than I was. Mm-hmm. Evidenced by the fact that he called discs. Remember discs? Like CDs? Uh, yeah. I'm older <laughs> than you. Discs. Like you've seen Office floppy Space. Discs. Yeah, floppy discs. I know discs. a floppy disk. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I was proud you guys that I... just call them discs? Yeah, floppy, di- but floppy is a 5.25 inch. Oh my God. And then there's the 3.5 hard disk. Nerd. Nerd. 
Well, the, the 5.25 black ones with the hole in the middle, and you can actually see the film. You can kind of move it around inside. Uh-huh. Those are ridiculous. Those are old even to me. And then there's the disc from Office Space where they put the data on them. Anyway, mm-hmm. he used to call those uh, floppy diskettes. He'd call them diskettes. Why? Because... Let's be fucking honest. Some people are so a thing that they KFC triple down and just go like, everyone's calling me a fucking nerd. Guess what? It's, it's, like, it's like Leo DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like, anyone order a fried sauerkraut sandwich? And he just torches yeah. all the Nazis. Yeah, That was David Lyle being like, guess what? <laughs> I call him floppy diskettes. David Lyle is also the guy who told the story about how he would walk the mile. David Lyle walks the mile? <laughs> well, that made me smile. Okay. I would always try to run the mile. Mm-hmm. And I'd get like 12 minutes, 45 seconds. Mm-hmm. And all the jockey kids would run it fast. David Lyle walked the whole thing. Yeah. I'm- and I look back on that. Like beyond the tip of a hat. Yeah. I can see it in my mind and I hear Rage Against the Machine. Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. It was so badass. Yeah. And we all had to wait. Yep. We had to wait for him to finish. I honestly he should have gotten a trophy. I know I've told this story before. And I love it so much because I I hated PE so much that I would have done that if I wasn't such a people pleaser. That's what I mean. That's like, what I should have done. And I did walk a lot of it, but it was because I, I had to. I, I gave up. I ran out of steam. He was like, I need this steam to come up with great ideas. Like, I'm going to call these shits <laughs> floppy diskettes. Okay, tell the Amy Aldridge story. Well, there, there was Dirty Do. I think I made that point. Dirty John yeah. and ghost stories yeah. and how we want to believe. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we got it. We got it. And uh, Amy Aldrich worked at a, I don't know why I always think of this story, but it's a story about a story. So in the story, she tells the story and then there's more to the story. <laughs> you tell oh the story, God. but the story is actually about the story. <laughs> it's and a story that, about a story, double story. <laughs> let me tell you, it's a whole different story. <laughs> and that is only half of the story. Oh my God. And what what story are we in this building right now? I don't know why, <laughs> but that's Seinfeld it. just drops dead. He He's, just did a really weird riff about Babe Seinfeld. Oh, I know. Babe Seinfeld, just, you guys. I, did you see Babe Seinfeld? It's just such a babe. Guys, who knew? Who knew this? Spread that on my bagel, man. I want to eat that. I mean, you you it know what it is. Smooth like cream cheese is what I'm saying. It was spreadable and clean and ooh. I think I would have known. I would have thought that Jerry Seinfeld was a babe. I've thought about this a lot because it's like that was honestly the first time it occurred to me that he's a babe. Yeah, sure. Uh, not, not mine. <laughs> yeah, but I'm. Then I realized I think I would have known he was a babe. If I either he lowered, I had lived in a time (laughs) where that hair was acceptable and hockey hair, or if he, if he had had completely different hair, but that hair that he has, I have a lot to tell you on Seinfeld is like exclusively the reason why it never occurred to me to realize like he's got a beautiful face. He's got a great face. Um, and I do the same thing, as you know, with flat-billed hats. I know you do. 
And <laughs> I will say, SAT style, the hockey, the, the mild mullet of the mm. 90s. Yeah. Is to uh, is to the '90s as the flat build cap is to 2022. Yeah, it's the same kind of thing. Yeah. But let me say this: the co- the reason I knew Seinfeld was a babe was because the cover of Sign Language, the book, is sort of a glamour shot. Really, it's not like dreamy or smoky, but it's handsome. Mm. It's just he has the Richard Lewis tuft. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a haircut like you don't need a travel pillow. <laughs> Yeah, you just kind of and you lean back and you just fall. Asleep. I really do think it was it was more of like picked than brushed. It was more picked than brushed. Yeah, yeah. As um, was my life. <laughs> As a whole, my life was more picked than brushed. <laughs> and no one, including me, knows what that means. <laughs> I look up and the whole student body that I'm giving the graduation speech for is is hanging from ropes. <laughs> yeah, I'll just end it. Um, okay, Amy Aldrich tells a story about a story. She says, um, one day an angel came. Does this sound familiar? An mm. angel came to where she was working. Oh, it does. Vaguely. It does sound familiar. And well, I'll tell it quickly at least. Please, you have to. Who knows? That's why I'm like not rushing to get through the story. Like I like the interruptions because honestly. These little things to cover are just excuses to branch out and we go over here and go over there and then the new stuff comes. Maybe we have heard the Amy Aldrich story before is my point. It doesn't matter. (laughs) I feel exactly the opposite right now. I don't know why, but I just want you to finish this story so we can be done with it. And we can move on. And you've taken every possible side road. love Joni Mitchell. (laughs) Okay, just a guy came please. in and ordered weird ice cream, and she was, and then he was like, "Money doesn't matter." He said like some weird things, and she was like, "That was an angel." <laughs> okay, wait. And the story is then ends with, "It was beautiful. It, it was clear that she had spent most of her life believing that an angel came to her ice cream shoppy." Mm-hmm. And then Mark Fillion just went like, "That's the sort of thing I would do just to be weird." <laughs> and like, oh my god, so was. That I watched a woman's face melt from I saw an angel to I just saw a weird Mark Fillion type being weird, being like, I'll have bubble gum with some butterscotch sauce and, you know, put a scoop of vanilla on there too. And then reach into the tip jar and be like, this isn't what matters, is it? And then the poor girl lost her angel story. There you go, Val. Here you are. It's a clear, open slate. What are we talking about now? You have to tell us how you met Polly Shore. Well, that's a devilish trick. (laughs) (laughs) But then, but I also am trying to, because I have things on deck. Well, you'll be happy to know that it was pretty uneventful. Mm. Um, Somebody told me that I noticed that the lights were dimmer at the comedy store and someone said, that's how Polly likes it. You know, his mom. Yep. Owns it or owned it. No, she's long dead, I think. Long dead? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I Mitzi or something. I now regret everything I said to Paul. I'm just kidding. <laughs> How's Mitzi doing? Like I did, I did not. I did not. And <laughs> see, I'm sensitive tonight. Yeah. All respect. All respect, respect to Mr. Shore and his beloved mother. <laughs> and his beloved R. mother. R. And the Golden Globes are a legitimate uh, <laughs> award establishment. <laughs> I just turned into Reverend Lovejoy. Anyway, the lights were dim, and I was like, "What's going on?" And they were like, "Polly likes them dim." Wow. Which, what's going on there? Like dim on the stage? Dim 
in the whole place. Because it is usually dark in the audience. The stage was dim. And the audience was dimmer than it normally is. Wow. Everything was dim. The whole thing had like a different filter over it. Mm -hmm. And you'd think, I can feel some of us thinking like, maybe Polly doesn't look so good. Not the case. Really? He looks like like the Wheeze to me. (laughs) He's the Weasel, not the Gizzle. (laughs) I can't do it. Yeah. And... and, it was fun to meet him. I, but what do you say? Like when yeah. you meet somebody like that, it I just would... feels a little embarrassing to, to be like, man, I loved this thing from 1991. Yeah. It's almost like, I know he did uh Pauly Shore is dead. The fake documentary about mm. he pretended to be dead to get people to say nice things about him. Yeah. But I haven't seen it. So I just said nothing. Yeah. What I did say was, Dom Herrera was there and he, and he was like, and he was being very sweet. We were having a nice chat and he was like, Pete, you know, Polly and we fist bumped. It's a detail. Mm, nice. And he goes, Oh, yeah, nice to see ya. And <laughs> I'm like, Oh yeah, we've never met. Like, cause when people say nice to see you, I just want to be like, yeah, we've never met. We can go with nice to meet you. Yeah. And then I felt like I made it weird and he was like, okay, nice to see ya. Like he just <laughs> said it again. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I only talked to him for five seconds, but I managed to be a little weird. Yeah, that is a little weird. You, you do little things like that and it's really cute. And one of the things, <laughs> your face. My face right now. <laughs> this morning you were like, <laughs> oh, we were no. at, at the coffee shop um, that we go to every morning and there's this dog that we have stopped and said hi to four times at least because it's a beautiful like white golden retriever and um, and he stopped and pet petted the dog and like, what's the name? And he was like Cinco, and I I was just totally picking up on a vibe that they were like in the middle of a conversation, kind of not wanting to like sit and chat. And then the dog started barking, and like it was like As they they were story. getting dis- they were getting disturbed. They had to like get up and try to calm the dog. And I walked towards the door. I opened the door. I remember and now. you. You were kind of talking to them, but then you were just standing right by the dog, watching the dog bark. And I might have been what was like provoking. And I think that you were, and I had to pull your arm into the coffee shop. Yeah, I'm the I'm the geezer, not the weezer. Like (laughs) you're absolutely right. As I said a few episodes ago, the one, the main thing, (laughs) the main revelation I've had as a 43 year old is, I am not in control. You're telling that story. As if you're reporting on like the movement of the planets or something. Cause <laughs> yeah, that sounds like the orbit of, of planet Pete. Yeah. But I, but you were not as you're telling it. I'm like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Remember the dog's name. Remember that you met the dog. Don't stand near the dog. These people are clearly talking. The cues were there. I remember you opening the door and trying to move away. And I was just like, howdy. <laughs> Howdy, what's wrong with them? And she's like, oh, I, I don't know. And she's like trying. Maybe they were like breaking up or something. I'm like, what's the dog's name? That reminds me of the time I was I was stoned. I, I don't get stoned often. But we pulled up to a couple friend of ours. Wait, I just want to, I remember one detail. So don't, don't forget this. You also went. Is this like, the dog story? No, this, oh. well, the one that, that's continuing the same dog that was barking mm. this morning. You went. He went, um, 
what's the dog's name? And he said, Cinco. And you're like, Cinco? And he was like, yeah, Cinco. And you're like, Cinco? And I was like, yes, Cinco. And you're like, that's what I said, but like to him? I said, that's what I said in frustration to (laughs) To, him. To this guy. This story is an Asperger's diagnosis (laughs) and I don't need a second opinion. It's it's a weird... It's a, it's a, it's not a neurotypical story. It's not, but that's what I love. Um, I did. I now also with full clarity, relaxed since then I've exercised, I've cold plunged, I've meditated, like I've done all my things and I've returned to baseline. Yeah. And I look back to this morning, Pete, who had done none of those things. Yeah. Did Largo last night, got very little sleep and went out and uh, accosted a dog and its owner. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, these are the ABCs of me, baby. Yours are just a little bit more turned up, but like I do, you could do this to me. I say awkward things all the time to people. Mm. Sometimes I say awkward things. You say lies to people. Yes, I do that. Constantly. Not constantly. No, no, no. But they're, by the way, I'm not like blowing the whistle on some (laughs) dirty John operation. (laughs) I'm saying I watch you. A good a fake example would be you hate Cuban food, mm-hmm. and someone's like, "And my brother owns a Cuban restaurant. It's divine. We you have to go." You would be like, "I would love to go." Like, you, yes, a hundred percent. All you care is that it's beautiful. Is that the person feels nice and that you connect? But <laughs> I'll you totally will, betray my opinion. I used to be way worse, believe it or not. I actually. No, I know. I've seen you got getting. We probably. I think we've talked about this. Have we? I think so. Mm. Maybe. Not, not overly. I don't really remember. Because I remember complimenting you. Like you are, I'm, I'm, you're figuring out who you are and you're figuring out that it's safe and people will still like you. In fact, this is a Byron Katie quote. It's like often the people that are trying to make people like them are liked by people, not because of those efforts, but in spite of those efforts. Yeah, I know. I hear that, but I actually, I like it more when people are agreeing with everything I say. Yeah, I understand. And when you like disagree, and again, this is through my filter. Yeah. When you're like, what are you kidding? You'll, you say, what are you nuts to people all the time? That's one of my And I think they do like it, but I am like, don't say that to them. We don't know. But that's why I like, what are you nuts? What are you nuts is like a funny, I hope disarming way of like firmly disagreeing, but overplaying the hand in a way that says like, I'm just kidding around. Like, yeah. You no, know, but if people are like, I don't it's like hummus. It's for I'm me like, to know <laughs> if, well, if somebody said, what are you nuts to me? I don't know. It's hard to know how I would feel. Are I think like, I'd be you? very sensitive and be like, I don't think they like me. <laughs> You're nuts. Um, yeah, I guess it depends if I'm in a golden globe mood or not. But uh, Polly Shore. No, there was another story. Oh, 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 this is no, no, no. It's the time we were. I was stoned. I, I love. This is a story about me doing the wrong thing, Spike Lee. But I love it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah, Cinco the dog. I would like to relive that. That would have been okay. I would like to say I feel that way about Cinco, and I feel that way about all your interactions. I'm not ashamed. I wouldn't or change it. Embarrassed, but like. I would change it. I would change it more in a lack of interest in doing it again. Sure. (laughs) Than correcting it. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't do it the same way again. Mm -hmm. But this I would. (sighs) And I was stoned. 
And we were, you were driving and I was singing the song, marry me bill, <laughs> which I think is when you, when you <laughs> so listen glad to like story. chance, the rapper, which we have been <laughs> yep. loving it. It's just incredible. It's incredible music that I can't even begin to think of how they made it. Yes. From the beat. To the lyrics. It's genius. It feels like it came from like a different being. I actually thought of a funny roast is like, I was thinking, I was like, oh, maybe when I do this tour, I'll play chance in the house. And I'm like, I don't think I can follow a recording of chance. You don't want a song that's that's a compliment. Yeah. You don't (laughs) really want a song that's so good that people wish that the song would keep going. Yeah. (laughs) You don't want a song that is so talented that when you come out, it looks like you're playing the kazoo. And that's true for a lot of professional musicians. If they had to follow chance, oh. it would just be like silly. Yeah. To, I don't even want to name any, but most of them. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but Marry Me Bill is... <laughs> <laughs> Marry Me Bill is the lamest... It's thing. It's 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 not lame in the way that go into the chapel. Can is we lame. just play a little bit of you it though? To. Because I I think I was driving. You were stoned, and I remembered the song "Marry Me, Bill." And I was like, I don't think I know that, but you do know it. You know this song. You You're just don't to the listeners. Yeah, you just don't think that it's called this. It's also not called "Marry Me, Bill." It's called the Wed- wedding bell blues. But there's a there. It's oh just, no, is it? It just yeah. feels incredibly lame that a woman wrote a song. She's it, dating a guy named Bill. <laughs> is there anything stupider to sing about than you're dating a guy named Bill? Bill. Bill. <laughs> Will you move? I look at you and see the passion eyes of me. What am I ever going This is making me want to leave this woman. Like, I want to break it off with this woman. Yeah. No, 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 we're almost there. Oh. You got to get to marry me, though. It's like a music or something. There's got to be an explanation for why this is so bad. I don't know. I think it's just what music was then. Yeah. Okay, so I... Let's, I love let's it. Call it. I mean, it's not bad. It's just funny to hate on it. Yeah. It's music that sounds like it would be playing in an Italian restaurant where you get the pizza... Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a, a different area of the restaurant. <laughs> oh, it's the type of Italian restaurant where you get the pizza. <laughs> Touching that overcooked mushy ass pasta. Pizza. I'm getting the pizza here. And in the background, <laughs> it's so perfect. I can't even. I can't believe you. That is, <laughs> by the way, sorry to talk about it. 
as it just happened, but that is exactly how this <laughs> being silly in this relationship feels. It's yeah. also something that I really feel like most people <laughs> wouldn't even look for the way to open that door. And you were like, wait, you mean like an Italian restaurant where you want the, like the safest choice is the pizza? And I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. And I think a lot of people listening also enjoyed it. And here we are. Um, <sighs> Any who's a woozle. Marry me, Bill. Marry me, you Bill. were listening to it. We were stoned. Oh, you right. were stoned. I wasn't. And I, I got fixated like like a fit of mania. Yeah. Um, as I can. We were laughing. You were playing that song and we were laughing that there was a song called Marry Me, Bill. But then we found out that it wasn't called that. Like and, it we li- was, and we listened we to it. We had the giggles. We put it on. And we were pulling up into a parking lot. Yes. And our two friends... We saw two of our friends a couple who have since split separated, up. yeah. Uh, and they were having a conversation that uh, a six year old would know, like that is they're yeah. like breaking up. They're yes. like having a fight. In the parking lot. The body language is just so we're so obvious sometimes. Like we mm-hmm. we do the same things. Mm-hmm. Sidebar. Isn't it weird that like we make faces based on emotions and they're the same faces like yeah. everybody goes like like somebody <laughs> born on the other side of the planet yeah when they're so, like delighted and surprised they go that is true that like weird? to the point where they make like cards flashcards for kids yes. to make sure they and know the babies know what faces mean too that is and wild. then to take this to the next level when we when you watch like morning tv like mm-hmm. morning shows and they're all like hi they all do like the the 13 faces that are pleasant and they don't do the unpleasant wow, ones. Wow, yeah. That is it feels like weird. a weird acid trip where you're like, so dishonest. And it is. Mm-hmm. It's literally mammal manipulation. Like, I'll make you feel safe by making the 13 positive faces. And even though I don't feel them, yeah. it's a lie. I sound like an insane person. Like, they're pulling me away. And I'm like, you're lying <laughs> with your face. You're lying with it your also, face, Al Roker. But it, that it dude is right. It also does sound like the kind of beautiful insight someone on the spectrum would offer. Because they yeah. can kind of see outside the facial expression. And they're like, what are you doing with your face? I certainly feel that way. <laughs> yeah. Any hoozle. We pull up. They they're are, fighting. Their bodies are like wet, wet sandwiches. They just look terrible. Yeah. But I am so high. <laughs> and Marry Me Bill is kicking into the third chorus. Like it's the <laughs> yeah. finale of yeah. Marry Me Bill. <laughs> yeah. And I roll down the window and I think you start going like, no, no, Pete. I, I, I went, they're, they're fighting. They're fighting. They're fighting. And I went, I don't care. <laughs> and I looked at them. I actually thought it might snap them out of it because to me, <laughs> it was the ultralight beam of comedy. Like It was like the most <laughs> undeniable. As soon as these fuckers remember <laughs> that Marry Me Bill is a song. <laughs> They're going to stop oh fighting. God. Like, it felt like cutting glass with a diamond. Like, nothing resists diamond. <laughs> and marry me, Bill, is diamond. So the window's open and I just go, marry me, Bill. <laughs> and the dude looked at me and was like, we're, we're having a, we need to finish our conversation. And I was yeah. like, all right. And I was like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. 
Yeah, and of course I apologize. And I've been in relationships They're... where I've had that and I don't want some jackass sailing by <laughs> screaming, marry me, Bill. Right after your partner was just like, I don't get why you're such an asshole. Right. And, like, and like maybe their relationship's falling apart and I'm like, marry me, Bill. Like singing a song that's about, about getting married. Yeah, it's, it's That's actually called the wedding bell blues, which is even more appropriate. Fitting and delightful. Yeah. Um, so okay. That's, that's what I have. I love that. I do at the beginning of this podcast, I felt very much like I needed to debrief what we had just been through, but now I've, I've with your help moved on to thinking about other less important things, mm. but we just went through a, a real tough, uh, yes. Wait, can before, just because I don't, it's late and I don't know how much longer we're going to go. Let's get into that because I have thoughts on that. Okay. What? Uh, nothing. Are you laughing? Am I doing something tone deaf? <laughs> no. Is this like a, a Cinco the dog sort of like, <laughs> are you opening the door to the coffee shop and I'm not reading the cues? It's only in my mind. Like, why do I feel so rushed to talk about this? It's because I think no. I was like, that's going to be the first thing we talk about. And I then understand. like, you had a map of what you thought reality would be. <laughs> yeah. And, and I need to just let are, that go. That map's on fire. That map was is gone. It's gone. It's been burning this entire it time. It was written on magician's <laughs> flash paper. <laughs> You know what flash paper is? Yeah. We'll talk about it in, after these. Now you say, yeah. Don't don't be humiliated. I'm not. Well, I am. Guys, I'm just saying, look, Val. You asked me a question. And, and I asked, said, yeah. And, as and soon I went, as I, well, we'll talk about it. Yeah, but it's like as soon as I open my mouth to talk, you're like, we have to go. Look, I'm like a Ben Stiller character in a 90s movie tonight. Like <laughs> you a complete are. pompous ass. But it's it's nine o'clock. At I know, night. let's do it. Let's do so it. So when we come back from one minute of mid-roll ads, we're gonna talk about what just happened. And we're also gonna talk about magician flash paper. Let's just be honest, guys. You're gonna wanna come back. We're in the pocket, we're in the zone. Nights. Nights. Two minutes. We'll be right back. I changed it from one minute to two minutes. We'll be right back in three minutes. Oh, my God. Pardon the interruption, friends. This episode is brought to us by our friends at Dadgrass. I am seeing, whenever I'm in like a cool shop, like a shop that sells, let's say, shoes and jeans that I absolutely love and need to have, they always have dad grass and mom grass at the checkout and i'm so that's how i first found it and i'm so glad they are a sponsor for this podcast dad grass and mom grass if you don't know are incredible ways to relax to chill out and to keep your head clear so chill out all summer long with dad grass because it's too nice out to be couch locked they'll mellow you out while keeping your head clear and ease away the stress of the day what is it dad grass is legal organic hemp that relaxes your body and mellows your mind dad grass cbd products are made with 100 organic hemp that's easy to dose and the effects come on smooth i can 
test for that. They, it, it looks, you know, it looks like it could be a serious, serious thing, but it's the return of the casual smoke. I took a couple puffs and I waited for some freight train to hit me, but I was delighted to see like, no, this is like some rocking chair stuff. This is my stress is melting away, but I'm not going into the rings of Saturn, which I'm really, really happy to find something like this. They offer a variety of products from their token smokable pre-roll joints, as well as hemp flower and variety of CBD tincture drops. Enjoy the effects of CBD while keeping a clear head. All Dadgrass products are federally legal for ages 18 and over, and it ships right to your door anywhere in the U.S. So go to dadgrass.com weird to check out their products, whether you're looking for a new buzz or a chill way to enjoy an old favorite. Dadgrass will leave you in a euphoric mood. Right now, Dadgrass is offering our listeners 20% off your first order when you go to dadgrass.com slash weird. That's dadgrass.com slash weird for 20% off your first order. Get over there. That's dadgrass.com slash weird. And it's not written here, but momgrass is is really great too. I actually might prefer momgrass, but they're both incredible. Try both. Get a little of both. Get the sampler. Also, guys, I know it's September, but it's hot as it's hot as it's hot as the hinges of hell, as we say, <laughs> like to say in California. But the temperatures aren't the only thing that's rising this summer. That's right. This episode is brought to us by is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, confidence can take you far in life. It can also help in the bedroom, especially when it comes time to step up to the plate. And that's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package with blue chew men everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. They always say first impressions are important, but what about lasting impressions? Well, it's time to get off the couch and get back to work. If your tool needs an upgrade, head to bluechew.com. Women say there's nothing sexier than confidence and Blue Chew can help give you that confidence where it counts. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, Blue Chew can help. And we've got a special deal for weirdos. Try Blue Chew free when you use promo code weird at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code weird to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. We thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. We're back. Okay. Thanks for supporting the show. I, you that know what? Tell- I love my, my like this cold, this cold that I have, which you had and Leela had it. I it, have it. Having a cold and a heat wave is just cruel too having too the cruel. flu in covid times you're like what is this why am i watching raiders of the lost ark on a portable dvd player in a theater playing kingdom of the crystal skull <laughs> i don't understand <laughs> it's too much <laughs> um yeah and i have like this lingering cough that you've probably noticed but it does make me do the like i'm able to do the sort of like homeless alcoholic 
guy from a 90s movie laugh, which is like this. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's not just... I correct you subtly. That's not just unhoused alcohol dependent. (laughs) Excuse me. I correct you twice subtly. Alcohol dependent. I said this to you. You know when someone says something like, oh man, that's so esoteric. And you go, what? Because you just didn't hear them. And they're like, that's so like mysterious. Yeah. I know (laughs) what what esoteric esoteric means. I'm not dumb. Don't think that for a second. Esoteric. That's what I'm going to call your brother next time. So Derek. Mysterious. Um, so, okay. You had the cough, you had the cold. Yes, that, that point's done. So Leela is... She just had like... The, can I, here's okay. my way into the story. Whenever, and this isn't always true, but it really feels true. Yeah. If you and I have a plan, we're like, mm. okay, at 7.30, she'll be down. This is the only time we had to do the podcast. We'll do it at 7.30. Yep. She goes right down these days. As soon as you speak those words. Yeah, that's so true. You've sealed your fate. Yeah. She's going to she's gonna freak out. I was going to say spaz. I don't think you're supposed to say spaz anymore. Really? Yeah. Mm. Not since the queen died. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Completely unrelated. <laughs> so funny. Ever since the queen died, we don't say spaz anymore. <laughs> Why? Just, it's just, it just happened to be around just, the same time the same we time. decided that. It's the same. It's unrelated, but <laughs> unrelated. But that's the marker of time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. So she definitely spazzed, and sh- sh- I just here's the way that uh, here's my inner monologue mm. while she's going through these big releases, uh, which they don't happen this big that often but like it's 10 out of 10 as big as anyone can tantrum and threat like thrashing screaming to the point where i'm like she's gonna get a vocal polyp well i actually thought who wrote that poem tick not han tick not han i believe has a poem where he talks about the the impressive nature of the energy of the source of all things and how it's you glimpse at how a baby can cry for mm. eight hours and not go hoarse. Oh, and you're wow. like, yeah, that is sort of like a natural phenomenon. Yeah. If we did what she did for five minutes, would be like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that laugh. You know what I mean? Like, can't it's you the picture laugh. the fingerless gloves and like, and it's like and the barrel and fire. Like, it's it's basically like a Home Alone two, yeah, kind of, birds. yeah. But no, I was thinking of the scary cab driver. It's not even it. It's not like a one for one, but it's like that kind of movie where a kid would be like, "Do you know how to get to the Empire State Building?" And it'd be like, "I ain't been there since 1922." <laughs> <laughs> Valerie, I have something to say to you. That was as good as comedy gets. That was like ready to go. It was really... As I watched the bit kind of fall down the hill, like a rock on a rocky hill, it was the pace of it, the performance. I really wish everyone could have seen it because your face was really delighting in it as you were doing it. Thank 
you. It's also the laugh that when you're a kid, you're talking to someone who might be a little unstable. Yeah. But you don't know because you're a kid. And they're just like, that's why you always got to take two pieces of gum. And you're like, yeah, I mean, that, that's <laughs> that sounds fair. right. Yeah. yeah. One for now, one for later. And then they're like, because if you chew two, it becomes one big piece. <laughs> and it's the, it's the laugh that... Let's even a child know. Oh my god, this person is nuts. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I know exactly what you mean. (laughs) Oh, even my childish whimsy can't accept you. (laughs) Yes, perfect. So she was flailing. So she was, yeah. So, okay, dear listeners, do your kids rage to the point that you're like. Is something wrong? Because okay, so here's my inner monologue. You're fine. You're she great. was resisting. Don't feel she was resisting bedtime in like a way that I was like, "We're there's no way we're gonna get out of this without a huge tantrum." Um, and then f- finally, she did where she's like, "It's it's that like upstairs brain downstairs brain thing. Like there's the upstairs brain tantrums where she is just kind of tantruming to get what she wants, and she could really stop at any moment." And then, and she was doing that a little bit, but then she slips into the downstairs brain and it really is like a possession. Like she cannot control. Like me with Cinco. <laughs> exactly. I don't know how to stop this. <laughs> yeah. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> to the wrong person. <laughs> Why did he yell that at me? I was in my downstairs brain. Yeah. So she is like scratching, clawing, scratching, kicking you we have to put her down um and like she doesn't do that she doesn't hit or hurt when she can like when she's in her regulated brain Uh but so we we put her in our bedroom where there's a lot of space we're really trying to practice what we preach here a lot which is just being like yeah you're mad you're really mad i think i did do a great job but it's funny because externally I was nailing it. I stayed really calm and I have gotten to know, unfortunately, because this has happened plenty of times, like when the right moment to be like, can I hold you now is, you know? And like, remember I told you, I was like, you could try to hold her. It's like 50, 50 right now. (laughs) Like I have a good sense usually. So here's my inner monologue is I'm like, I got this, my monologue. Like, okay, she's tantruming. I know what to do. I feel calm. I'm just going to sit here and mirror her and let her go. And then I'm like, damn, it's like five minutes of her just pure screaming and thrashing. This is a lot. And then I, and then I'll think things like that must feel so good. Like good for her. She's releasing this. You can see her release. Her body is shaking and like kicking and convulsing to release this energy. And I'm like, this is so healthy. This is so good. Yeah. You're mad. You're really mad. Like I'm staying calm. And then like another five minutes goes by and I'm like, Jesus Christ, what is wrong with this kid? Hmm. And I go like, this is, there's no, I'm just like sharing this in case other moms feel this way. I will go so quick from being like, this is healthy. This is good. I'm glad she's doing this to being like, I, I, she can't be neurotypical. Like there's, this is a non neurotypical level of tantrum that I've, I used to babysit 
kids her age from age 10 to like 22. And I never saw kids tantrum the way she can tantrum, but they don't usually with babysitters. They do. No, they, they save that for their parents. Um, and like, we weren't allowed to tantrum. So I don't really remember doing that. That's you why, know, it's like funny. I'm, I'm not, it's not a bad thing. I'm just sort of surprised because you're so good at going like, she needs to let these things out. She feels safe to let them out. That's well, why she does it with us. That's why I'm sharing it is because it's not necessarily that I believe it. It's like almost like me slipping into my downstairs brain Yeah. where like I, for as much as I talk on this podcast and in my life about how no emotions are bad, we're just meant to let them come through us and like kids, especially we just need to mirror them and like, it's okay. It's all normal. It's like after I can keep that for about 10 minutes of tantruming. And then after that, I'm like, something is wrong. <laughs> Something's wrong with Aunt Diane. Like, well, we've is... talked about this before. It, it seems to be uh, permission to speak gender normative, <laughs> but um, like for real. But women do tend to go, what will the pack say about this? What will the community mm. say about this? can I compare this to other babies? And I have a real like, well, I can't even see what's happening. I, I just side with Leela. I'm like, this must be what she needs. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Not that you don't side with Leela. No, I know. But I never go like, I got to call Mike Birbiglia and ask him if his baby, like, it's just not. Yeah. I'm more like singing, marry me, Bill. <laughs> you know, like, no, I'm, just, I'm just like, a more simple thing and you're you're building a much bigger picture in this regard. Yes. That's this is not me saying like I'm an uninvolved idiot dad and you're an involved mom. I just think moms go we must be accepted by the community to survive and dads are like or we can shoot our own elk with an arrow and I'll just <laughs> You can breastfeed from me the sweat from my pecs. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's that's interesting. Like I would believe that it has something to do with the community accepting, but for what it feels like is it's more like, I want to know, I want to give her everything she needs. And so I want to know if something's wrong. Like, and we have that with when she's sick, we react the exact same way. If she has a fever, I'm like, I need to know exactly why she has a fever. And if we need to go to the doctor now, or at what point do I need to go to the doctor? And you're like, I think she's just hot. (laughs) Like you don't, and it's good. We need both energies, but I'm just like, for me, it's more like I need to, she's just hot. (laughs) I, I'm just like, I need to know what's going on with my kid, but it's not necessarily true. Like even if it, if, if it is like, yeah, she has some sort of emotional disorder or something, which she doesn't, I, I, yeah, but even, say that, I'm kind of, even if she did, it was, it's like, that's like kind does. of, I think a, she's so, and if she does, it's fine. But like, I think she's just off the charts. Incredible. And I like, agree. Even if she does rage real, I don't know. This, Again, I'm, I'm turning this into like a, how dare you say that about my I, I, I Yes, and I way. do want to be clear. I'm not saying that. I'm saying yeah, I'm saying talking to my fear in yeah. that moment. Yeah. But even if she did, that's like a that's pathology. Like that's that's a label somebody gave some 
some person who probably has an issue that's even more nuanced and has a superpower attached to it. And you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's never that it's like that label is so scary until you're like, wait, they're a person and they have the levels and layers and dynamics. And, um, the, (laughs) you, you can tell whatever you're going to (laughs) say. I just had something I wanted you to say, but unless you want to, Oh, well, I was just going to say the, what it goes even further. <laughs> so if you accepted, if you received what I just said that way, you're going to love this, <laughs> but I will go. So I go like, Oh no, is something r- really wrong with her? And then I'll, if it keeps going the way that it was going, I'm like, is she, she like possessed by a demon? <laughs> oh, that's, that's Yeah. And then I don't know what I, you actually made me nervous. I was like, is Val about to say something I r- really going to hate? Oh no. Uh, which would have been a first. I'm glad that you don't hate is my child possessed by a demon. Well now it actually helps me understand that you're telling me what your fear sounds like. That's what I'm saying. It's not like this, this thing that I actually am afraid of, but so I was just starting to think that, and we were in a dark room. It was kind of you know, you were sitting on the bed. I was blocking the door so she didn't run down the stairs. We had just gone through a divorce. We had a teenage son with black <laughs> lipstick. Exactly. We just relocated to a new house that happened to be on a burial ground. <laughs> yes. And, and we, like, the, it was light enough in the room that I could just see silhouettes. And she was on the floor and I was sitting on the floor. And she, did you see this? She was, like, across the room and she supernaturally fast crawled towards me. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was like, ah! <laughs> for just a yeah, second. Yeah, there were a few moments. I laid down at one point and then she like screamed and was sort of coming in my direction. And I just immediately was like, she's going to nail you in the nards. Like she <laughs> yeah. wants to take you down. Protect yourself. So I was like, what am I doing reclining in this situation? But it did look a little bit like an exorcism crawl, but then she like reached for me and I was like, Oh baby. And I like picked her up and she started to calm down from there. Um, but it was, it was just like a funny moment that I was like, yeah. Oh, she's, uh, I actually was like believing that enough. And I was like, ah, get that. Well, that's why I'm telling you. I had a moment. I didn't go. <laughs> you were really thinking about it. Yeah. And I, we've just had so many, and that's fine. There, I've had other ones of those where I thought about it, mm-hmm. but that one, I was just like, what's the use thinking about it? You just have to ride it out. I mean, I was having that too. It wasn't like I was like so deep in this, it's funny but also that as you I'm were just sharing the more interesting things, you were just going. Yeah, you're right. You're sad. You're having big feelings. <laughs> I know. Meanwhile, you're like, is this the devil? That's what I'm. That's why I wanted to share it because I'm like, there's because I also was having like, this is totally fine. This is good for her. It was all happening all at once. And then I took her down stairs. I took her outside. We listened to the crickets. I sang her the song I sang to her in my womb. Like it was a beautiful moment. Uh, and it was, and it was like lovely and she like melted into my arms. And so I, but I feel like this is valuable. I know if you don't have kids, it's hopefully at least still at least interesting, but I feel like it's valuable for parents to just feel 
Like it's okay. Whatever you're thinking about your kid in yeah, those I can moments, see that's why you're sharing it. it's totally okay. And also isn't parenting a trip that it's like all of those things. Yeah. It's, it's the beautiful song under the stars during the crickets. And it's the like, is she okay? Do we need to get her assessed? <laughs> yeah. It's like that Shirley's Theron movie about her raising a baby that I think has Asperger's and, and, um, autism. Oh, Tully. And you notice when you watch movies like that, and we didn't watch the whole thing because I was not in the mood to watch a woman I was early. have a difficult time parenting while yeah. you're struggling through parenting. Not, mm-hmm. You know, it's just difficult. Um, but you realize like most parts of parenting in a movie are jump cuts. Yeah. It's like you'd see like five seconds of like, ah, ah, ah. Yeah. And you're like... Yeah, when when you parent, that's fifteen minutes. Yeah, sometimes twenty minutes. Yeah, and my thought, and so you're thinking about the community. My thought is, I was thinking of friends of mine, comedians, whatnot, sort of pirate types that are like, I want to have kids, and I'm like, I, it's it's very telling that you're like, what what would the community think? Is this normal? What are other kids doing? And I'm just thinking of how other people I know. I'm like, you don't, you don't want it. Like you can't do it. <laughs> you can't handle it. Let's put it. Not I, because I, you don't want it, but no, because no, no. They... I, we, I, I actually did fine. I, like I said, I just wasn't thinking about it. I, was... I, I also, I don't know why I feel defensive. I also want to say I also did fine. I was calm during all of that. Yeah. It sounds like I was thinking really terrible things, but like, I, I guess I'm normalizing like, uh, yeah, those thoughts like came and went. Well, Val, I love you. Like. I love Leela, so you're <laughs> safe to have your thoughts. I did get a little, like, I, I just, I don't like anybody, you know, talking shit about Leela. But I wasn't trying to talk no, shit know. about her. But I'm saying if you felt me get tight, mm-hmm. that's all that was happening. Okay. And if you want to talk about weird thoughts and feelings, like this, I told you the other day, like, this flu that I just had mm-hmm. in Raiders of the Lost Ark, where I was literally like a cartoon character rubbing my arms and like rocking in a bed. And it was brutal. It was the COVID we got was milder than this flu. Mm -hmm. And since then I've been feeling like super weird and like shame and like strange guilt. And I did stand up the other night and after the show, I was like, I'm a dirty boy. Like I'm a Mm. broken strange. Like I just completely lost so much of my mojo mm. this this podcast is feeling more like oh this is me you're like look I, i'll tell you about a bath bomb or whatever <laughs> and it's lovely when i have access to my brain but you know not just even one show like a couple shows i've been like why am i talking this way mm-hmm. and i have this like weird impulse to go back to like more an extreme sweetie peaty which wasn't the full peat Mm-hmm. But I was like, but at least that guy probably didn't go to bed and go like, do people think I'm naughty? Mm. And so like, it, you see how this relates is your thoughts aren't, aren't always you? polite and they're yeah. not you. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask you to say. <laughs> that was the chair. <laughs> that sounded like a juicy. <laughs> that was, F-A-R-T. I could recreate it. Watch it. Well, that's the law. Watch. That does, okay. Sort of. <laughs> okay, now, now fart again while you do it. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't fart. <laughs> that 
rude. Now do that sound again while you're farting <laughs> in the same manner. You said something today over Chaffee where, um, Chaffee, where you remember it was like we were talking about your thoughts and your beliefs. Mm-hmm. And you said really all that, like we were talking about how like, a certain category of person always freaks me out mm-hmm. and you made me feel better. Do you remember what you said? Yeah. It's, it's kind of, I think I, I quoted Ruth King who talks about how you have, she has a great book called mindful of race that I recommend to everyone. Um, but she really breaks down, like you'll have an interaction or an external experience, but let's say interaction with somebody, a type, some person, and that gives you a feeling. And then that happens often. And maybe that happens again. And now this has created a perception. Yeah. And then that perception sort of looks for confirmation. So then the following interactions are going to be, you perceiving it to match what you've already decided is true. Brilliant. And then you do that often enough and, and it becomes it's biased. So it's not even honest new perceptions. It's just biased. Right. And then that happens enough that it becomes a, the perception becomes a belief. And that's all a belief is. And all a belief is, is when you dissect it to that is you had this interaction and it gave you a feeling. <laughs> I just, I thought that was brilliant mm, and we can't have enough. You're not your thought talk. Yeah. On this pod. And you have a choice. You don't have a choice of what thoughts come in, but you do have a choice of what thoughts you give energy to. And that's really where the power is because I can have the thought like Leela's possessed by a demon right now. But if I just let that go and I go, I'm just stressed about this or I just want my kid to be okay. Yeah. Then, then that's all that it is. And then it might come back and then you do it again and again and again. But we know what it's like when we have a thought or like, I'm going to have a panic attack, that thought. And I go, oh, that's just a thought. Or it's so embarrassing that mine are like, Hollywood had a meeting and they decided I stink and it's time to keep no. me out of the... That's I mean, my that's your job. Right? So yeah, of course. It's your job it's to your worry. your job. <laughs> no, not to We've worry. We've never met, so you can just say, nice to meet you. Okay, good to see you. <laughs> Perfect. All right, I got to right. get the... We, we got to do this. Gotta, we got shows to watch. It's uh, what are we even going to watch? The Office, probably. I can't. Not tonight. Really? I'm too, I'm too with you full tonight? of life. I want, You're I want the new, life. I want potential. Like I actually feel really nice. You do? Yes. I would not describe my perception of you <laughs> as full of life and wanting new things right now. <laughs> okay, you mean the guy that like, when I came down and you were cooking dinner and you started telling me like a fine story, but I re- I was like, I have to go. And I like went and worked out and then cold plunged and then hot tub and then swam. This is a man chasing a feeling and he, and he got it. And like, I don't want to watch the office again. I want to watch <laughs> the Lord of the Rings, that shit. 
Well, I... Like, I want to watch that new Lord of the Rings. That, like, I'm there. Okay. I want to crack open a motherfucking spindrift. <laughs> I want to get under a weighted blanket, and I want to watch Gandalf. Matteo Lane texted me that Gandalf's in it, and he does such a great Gandalf. Uh. <laughs> That's my impression of Matteo's impression. Matteo's so, so I'm great. I'm feeling like... I didn't know that you were still that guy. I knew that that guy was feeling, but we've been through a lot since then, so I didn't know you were still feeling I'll say this, full of life. And I know I've said this before, but I exercised. I wasn't feeling great all day. Mm-hmm. Did Largo last night. Didn't get enough sleep. Was sort of just behind the eight ball all day. All day. I'll say, I'll say. <laughs> Mark, Wal- Mark Wahlberg's Mark never Wahlberg. behind the eight ball. I'm never behind the eight ball. <laughs> I'm the always in front of it. To never be in behind the eight ball is to be in front of it. <laughs> and if people say, Mark, in front of the eight ball is just behind the eight ball from another perspective, I'll say, what did you say, Donnie? <laughs> <laughs> it's always Donnie. You slowly put together He's not speaking hypothetically. He's telling you a story about a conversation he had with Donnie. And let me tell you something. When I do a movie, I do it for my kids. <laughs> okay, and I yeah. go on that rant. Um, listen, I want to watch uh, Lord of the Rings. Where okay, was I? What we can was watch I Lord of the Rings. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not even saying we have to. Where was I? Oh, exercise and then cold plunge. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, hot take from Pete Holmes. Have you ever heard him say that? (laughs) Just you wait till the end of the podcast to give this brand new (laughs) hot take that no one's ever heard you say before. (laughs) (laughs) What was this? Carved wood. This was like a piece of art. That was a beautiful ending. Keep it crispy.